Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, for another installment of Every Given Sunday Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm here with Michael Tilly, Brandon Harewood. I'm Joe Jennings. How we doing tonight, fellas? I'm okay. Doing all right. Why are you just up? What's wrong with you two? What's wrong? <laughs> we need to have counseling before we start. What's up? What's wrong? Nah, I just felt like saying, okay, I'm doing great. Yeah, you better be, damn it, because y'all complain every time I don't ask. Anyhow, I'm sorry. doing worse now. Sorry, you beautiful people. Well, I'm doing better now that he's doing worse. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys as always for tuning in. We're gonna go ahead and jump into our later episode of the week for you guys as always. And as always, we're gonna go ahead and start off with news and injuries that uh, we kind of happened to pass there too, or things we didn't cover on the Tuesday episode. First thing we can start off with that is probably the biggest thing is the Broncos have signed Latavius Murray. I'm pretty sure we all saw this coming, right? Or not not saying it was Latavius Murray, but the, I just yeah, just a depth piece. Yeah, there was no yeah. way going to run with Melvin Gordon and Mike Boone. I no disrespect, but I just didn't see that being a thing. But do y'all think he's actually going to like? Obviously, we saw what what Tilly what you sent about. Obviously, Melvin Gordon's going to get the workload, but that's easy to say. But do you think things change two or three weeks from now if Latavius looked good with his work? No, I mean the worst case scenario, he takes a goal line touch every once in a while. I don't think he's going to take a lot though. So do you think Melvin's now every down back again? I mean, I bet Boone's going to play a lot of third downs, but I'm saying I bet Melvin's first and second in the first red zone opportunity. I don't know what's going to be the second, but if he fumbles again, he might just get cut. He leads the NFL in fumbles. Fumbles every nine carries. Like, literally, I don't understand. Like, based, this, based off his last 45 carries, he's fumbled five times. So, yeah. Um, it's disgusting. I don't have much to say about it. I, I just – I would keep an eye on it because it's Latavius yeah. one on one if Melvin gets because Melvin has not been the most healthy person of all time. But Melvin yeah. just start every single week now. Oh yeah, for sure. So uh, is Latavius the handcuff you want? Yes, they're not going to have Mike Boone be there every down back. Is Latavius worth rostering because you know no. Melvin doesn't always play every game or he's not healthy? Not in I'll, my opinion. I will wait two weeks to see his utilization. He's probably not going to play much this week. Um, are they the Thursday game? Yeah, they play tomorrow, so he's probably not gonna play as much as you. Yeah, can. I will wait until the week after to see how to utilize him after you know a week on the team. Does have a really good game, and what if the Melvin gets everything workload is not true tomorrow? I'm gonna be sick. We're all gonna be sick when Latavius gets that goal line carry. I was about to say. <laughs> okay, like, what do we anticipate? Even though it's a short week and he got signed, like how many carries do you think he realistically could get? I mean, he went in for the, um. This past week, he was in the game for the Saints. He scored for the Saints. Yeah, so he's a reliable running back. I always thought he was very talented. Um, I'm he sure is, he's playing a similar system at some point. Yeah, I mean. I'm sure he gets like five carries maybe, three, three to five. So is it concerning if he's an eight to nine range? I think an eight and nine is possible. I'm not going to lie. Melvin Gordon, besides when he fumbles, has looked like he's still his juice, though. When he <laughs> pops through a hole, he yeah. looks good. If you guys could predict the carry count for each running back, all three running backs, what would you think it would be? I think Melvin still gets 12 to 15 at least. I'll say Melvin 14, Latavius yeah. 7, and Mike Boone 3 or 4. I, Melvin's going to have the majority of them still. Like, that's – double him. This is, why, this is why they signed him to a one-year deal in case yeah. something like this happens. 
There we go. Keep eye on that. Uh, pick up Latavius Murray, especially if you're in a deeper league or if you have a spot, you know that you could just afford to have him. Getting to our next piece of news, JT or Jonathan Taylor uh, for Indianapolis Colts is out tomorrow with his ankle injury. Um, I, I don't know what to tell you. Owner. My biggest question doesn't even surround him. It surrounds, do you play Naeem Hines if you have him? We were just talking about this, and I said I would rather have Phil Lindsay. Mm. Because they already said they were trying to get Lindsay more involved before Ty Taylor even got hurt. So who would you would you rather start Naeem Hines, Philip Lindsay, or Melvin Gordon? This week I was Oh, this oh with Melvin Gordon? Uh I'm oh. sorry, Melvin Gordon. Oh, that's three. For me, it would be Gordon. It would be Gordon Hines, Lindsay, even though I still want to start Lindsay over Hines. I think Lindsay would end up being a better play. But I think logically they said all offseason they want to get Naheem Hines the ball more. And they haven't. So they also said they want to get Lindsay the ball more. So who says they're not lying about that too? So I guess I would prefer Hines just because you know the PPR upside, honestly. Um, so would you play Hines if you were down bad? If you're in a pinch, yeah, like you. If I was you if I was you and I picked up Hines, I'd probably play him. No, if you would. Oh, you saying me? Literally? Oh, no, I want it because you have yeah, Kamara and Jamal scared. Williams. <laughs> yeah, I'll be you're scared be to start him. You're sick if Kamara's out, though. I am sick if Kamara's out. That only sucks because it's the Thursday game. So if you're yeah. in, you have to make a decision tomorrow. It's not really an option anymore. Um, only thing I will say, Phil Lindsay hasn't played a snap this entire season. So I know it's like I'm confused on what is going on. I would just trust I don't just based off. I don't trust the offense. That's my issue. I don't. I wouldn't want to start either one, honestly. The mm-hmm. only person I really like have some confidence in starting is Pittman. I'm just gonna be honest. Like, yeah. Pittman, I don't really have any type of confidence. You don't want to start my-, my boy Mo Ali Cox. Oh, yeah. I'm not doing that, dude. <laughs> no, oh, no. Listen, but yeah. So JT owners, I guess just keep eye on that. I'm assuming he'll be fine for next week since you have the early game. He has a whole ten days to recover, but. You never know, I guess. You know, uh, We'll get on JT's case a little later, another time. So all of the Lions wide receivers were out of practice today. Hawkinson to the moon. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. Hawkinson no. to Williams. No. Right. no, not to the moon. I'm being serious. No. I'm, I'm turning away from the Hawkinson talk this week. Bill Belichick's going to game plan to shut that man down. I was about to say, they're playing the Patriots. I highly doubt he's – but you know what? At this point, if somebody's going to get force-fed, I would still take that. Yeah. I'm just going to be honest. Like, yeah. And golf has clearly been one of the best quarterbacks in fantasy throughout the first And Titans, Titans have been terrible this year, so I'll be happy to have Hawkinson right now. I mean, but you said the Titans? He said Titans. Titans in general. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. My pets. Either way, like I said, I mean, it's not a huge talk about him, but you got to start him regardless. And you should be happy because even if he doesn't have a great week, you know that's possible because he's playing the Belichick defense. But, man, the volume should be there regardless. Can we talk some Josh Reynolds? <laughs> Wide receiver 25 on the season right now? Hey. Go ahead. So what would you like to say about him? Yeah, 17 points last week. If St. Brown, Brown is not playing and Charlie is not playing for some reason. Yeah. Reynolds is not flex play. I about to say I might be more confident playing him over Naheem Hines, who we just talked about. I would be way more confident. Yeah, but he he's probably still sitting on waivers. I don't know if Amon Ross St. Brown is going to play this week either, 
speaking for those owners. So, because at this point, tomorrow is Thursday, and he hasn't practiced in damn near two weeks. So, I don't – it's coming from an owner myself is concerning. So, I would just keep an eye on him for sure. But if he's playing, I feel like you have to play him, right? Like, if he's playing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, Tom sat out of practice today. Um, was this a rest thing, if you remember, or is this like a – I never – yeah, I didn't – it, I was wondering to put that. I put that in there. He got. I don't know if you guys. He was a shoulder and finger. That's why I sat out. I don't know if you guys saw when he got hit on Sunday night. Yeah. He got up, kind of, and then on the sideline he was trying to like loosen his arm out. So I don't, I don't know, know if it's that he's going through. You know, the divorce stuff. Who knows what it is? He's forty five. That's what I say. He's forty five. It's the veteran rest day. Let yeah, definitely monitor that though. Because yeah. he's never gonna be completely healthy ever again. He's at the age where it's just like, like LeBron said, I'll never be 100% again. I could be 98, but I, he will never be 100% ever again. Yeah. And it is not going to work. So I don't, even want, I don't even want to talk about the next one. Now <laughs> Pitt's out today with a hamstring injury, hamstring injury at practice. Wait, he's he's been playing the last couple weeks? Yes, so I, I guess. He's somewhere. Apparently. Somewhere out there. Wait, he, he, he yanked his hammer has one catch. No, he, he yanked his hand. He yanked his hammy walking out of the locker room with the post game meal after winning or after winning last week. Couldn't have been for winning out. Now I don't know who that imposter is wearing number eight right now. I don't know who he is, but that's we started. Not anticipated. Go look at how many time, how many completions Mariota had last week. That'll tell you why. If you haven't seen it, everything ain't I knew it was bad. I forgot what it was. What was it like twelve or something? Do you really want to know? It was something stupid. Joe, what's your guess? 11. Last week, Marcus Mariota <clears throat> threw the ball. Sorry, I got to find it. He had a completion percentage of 36.8. Oh, God. And he had. Get the backup ready. Seven completions. Seven? Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, get, get Ritter in there. My he guy. had 13 the week before. Oh my God! The only people that have success in this offense if you're a running option. Literally, you're just running the ball. That's all you're or, doing. Or Calvin Ridley betting on them against the spread because they're undefeated this year. Calvin Ridley, I know you're getting a bang right now, my boy. I appreciate that. Well, then, <laughs> um, uh, shout out to Calvin Ridley. The league did you wrong, but um, yeah, uh, I I don't play. We have an ongoing joke. Like every podcast has a little thing. Hamstrings are our thing. We do not play about hamstrings around here. Like uh, that's just the one injury. Like that's to us. That's damn near as bad as ACL or anything. If somebody has a hamstring injury, because that's just like the lingering injury that never ever goes away. Mm-hmm. I swear. Like once it's there, it's there. At least for that season, it's there. The rest of the season, for some reason. So just know, just know, CD's gonna pop up on the injury report this year with a hammy. Hey, don't be all here wishing. Let me knock on wood. No, you he won't. had a, he had a hammy injury. That's why I said that. What during the game? No, like earlier in the. I think it was in preseason. Yeah, oh, I know. But knock on wood, my boy CD keep balling. Don't don't listen to me. But yeah, that's it for our news injuries for this week. So we're gonna go ahead and get into our starts of the week for you guys. Tell you can go because you have two, I guess. Or uh, yeah, one of them's a my guy, so I wanted to bring him up. He's my shot in the dark kind of. Uh, so my first one is Alan Lazard. Uh, last week he finished with, where is this? He finished with six receptions on eight targets for one sixteen. Finishing with uh, where is this? 
Sorry, I have to get my stuff together. 14.6 fantasy points. Week before, he had 12.5. And then if you want to talk even more about some numbers, his first week healthy, 81% of snaps. Second week, 90. Last week, 96. And they play the Giants this week. Um, I think he could be a wide receiver two option. He scored in two of three games. He saw his targets increase every single week. You know, I mean, he's 6'5", 227. We talked about it all offseason about what kind of volume he should be able to get. Uh, that's my shot in the dark start. But my real start of the week. Way to make it obvious, but Huh? Way to make it obvious. Is uh, Go ahead and talk about your fantasy QB. Go ahead and rub I, it in. Patrick Mahomes. Uh, they play Vegas. And let me just tell you something. Ryan Tannehill. Scored 19 points against Vegas this year. So, uh, if you'd like to know who else did well against them, Kyler Murray scored a 26. And last week, Russell Wilson, who did horrible, scored 26.5. Did horrible the whole season until then. So, uh, don't be surprised if you get a 30-piece from Mahomes. Um, You know, last week I said, Kyler will give you probably 24 Tyler gave you uh, 23. Sorry about that. This week, I'm going to say Mahomes is going to give you 26. I I think that's a lot. I will say he goes under 26. Okay. Maybe 23 to 24, though. I'll give you that. Somewhere around there, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I don't I mean, it's nothing for me to say about Patrick Mahomes, but to the Lazard thing, I'm starting to just like the way those guys are coming together. It just seems like they each get they're getting better a little bit every week for me. Like just slowly but surely, they're gonna get it together. And I don't know how 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 far they can go as a receiver core, but they're going in the right direction. I'll say that. Yeah, I like Lazard a lot. I mean, we even saw from last year he's a touchdown machine. And if there's anybody Aaron Rodgers trusts in the red zone or just. Taking shots in the end zone is, is Alan Lazard. So I think he always has the opportunity uh, to score a touchdown on this offense. But, yeah, so I'll go ahead and get into my guy, and it's uh, it's Tom Brady. I know we just, we, just, we just talked about him. He is dealing with a little injury. But I like what I saw from him last week, fantasy-wise. Um, they did come up short against the Chiefs, but he finally sure, broke out of – yeah, they got smacked, and the Chiefs are just different this year. Well, Mahomes was different, um, and Tom just couldn't keep up. But he finally got out of his little slump. He finally surpassed the 20-point mark, and he put up 25 points in fantasy. They let him sling it like they did last year. He had 52 attempts, 39 completions, 385 yards, almost through for 400. What? Three touchdowns. Yes, he did this. They were getting sma- they they were getting smacked, so they were just throwing the ball. Why is that man throwing the ball fifty two times? The coach should go to jail for that. <laughs> that's that's how uh, Fournette Fournette had negative three rushing yards or something like that. That's something why crazy. They, uh, four, four pass attempts than his age ever at this point. Please. That's why he's that's why he's not practicing in there. That's what I'm saying. Um, exactly in my opinion. But it was good to see that. That's what we were seeing from him last year. Um, and they're going against Atlanta this upcoming week. Um, 
and it's also fair to mention, like, he did finally have his um, wide receiver options back with Mike Evans and Godwin. They both look really good this past week. And I think they're just going to pick up from where they left off last week. And just looking back at last year when Tom Brady has gone against uh, Atlanta, he put up 29 points in week two last year. And in week 13, he put up 28 points. Um He's a guy who I feel like a lot of fantasy managers have been hesitant to start recently just because he hasn't shown you much upside. But I think he's starting to get his groove back. Um, Mike Evans looked amazing last week. Um, Fournette was really involved in the receiving game. They even got Rashad White involved in the receiving game as well. And the offense actually looked somewhat decent last week. So I think they're going to um, continue to, you know, put up points. What if Chris Godwin is not playing? I'm here for it. He's still gonna Brady's gonna do good. Is is Godwin not supposed to play? I didn't even I, he's tending to a knee issue. So of course he is. Oh my gosh, dog. Are you serious? Oh yeah, he is. Well, if Godwin doesn't play, that does change a lot of things as well as if Tom Brady is limited. My backup would be the New England backfield. Um between Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris. If Tom Brady so happens to not play, um, I feel like they just have a really good matchup this upcoming week. Not going to talk much on it. They've looked good these past few weeks. They're going against Detroit. You saw what Rashad Penny did last week um, against Detroit. So I think they're pretty pretty good options as well. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and get into my start of the week. And can't believe I'm actually saying this out loud, but – my start of the week is Clyde Eridzelier of the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm sorry, Clyde. You were my sit last week, and you made me pay. <laughs> Every week. I don't know what to say at this point. The only thing that's bothering me is that the snap percentage could, could go up a lot. He still has not even played 60% of snaps yet and still has had the success he's had. But, yeah, he's playing the Las Vegas Raiders this week. Just as Tilly said, kind of piggybacking a little bit. The Raiders suck. They can't stop anybody right now. I, I don't know what's going on. They beat the Broncos last week. They're the reason that Javante tore his ACL. About to say, and Russ sucked all year, and he literally was QB two on a week against them. I, I don't know what's going on now. I don't know if it was last week is repeatable for Clyde, but he did have nineteen carries. That was he had twenty touches overall. I don't know if twenty touches is repeatable because at that point he's been sticking around that twelve to fourteen touch range, but he's been very efficient in scoring in every single game except one. So, he actually has multiple games, two two touchdown games. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if Clyde can get up to the seventy snap percentage, I love it. Even against the, Va- the Raiders, I'm I'm positive Clyde. If Clyde scores once, he's gonna give you around fifteen. I'm positive of that. I don't know. I think this is the Clyde I feel like we've been waiting on. From what I can see, like he actually been targeting the passing game. He's gotten a good amount of carries, and he just got twenty carries last week in a game against the best run defense in the. Arguably the best defense in the league, and he averaged four point eight yards per carry. I, I just like where they're going, and Clyde seems to be more involved every week. I like it. I think that any, I think Ju, any Chiefs player this week, pretty much including Juju, would be a fine. I think a fine play. Yeah, Tilly basically said it all. Um, I think any piece of the Chiefs offense, you if you're running back on that Chiefs offense, you always have. Just so much touchdown upside, so I like him as well. Like it's insane. He put up twenty for week one. Like he put up I think I don't know if sleepers don't get different, but I'm in a half point PPR setting, so I know Tilly's number for some reason a little different than mine. But just for sleepers sake and have a PPR, he put up twenty point nine and he only played thirty nine percent of snaps. 
Literally. And, it's, and he doesn't need that many um, attempts either. Like, no. he was getting like seven, eight attempts in the first like three weeks or so. So That's He's so tiny. He just <laughs> slips through the holes, bro. I'm but serious. Like, he showed you he can really handle 19 carries. So far in this season, he can handle it. Like, he literally went yeah. 19 for 92. 4.8 on our literally to up until this point, honestly, probably was the best defense in football. So I, I don't know. I like where they're moving with him. The snap percentage kind of bothers me. It's gone up every week. It went 39, 44, then it went back down to 40, but then it went all the way up to 56, which is a great, great sign. But if he can just get that up around the 65, 70 range, I'll be very happy with him the rest of the season. He's definitely a guy at this point you could buy low, but I would be targeting and I would like a piece of him if I can get him in some leagues. While we're on snap percentages, let's just get to my sit of the week because it's going to get real nasty in here. Oh, yeah. We're talking about Mr. Stubby himself. My sit of the week is old Antonio Gibson. Welcome back, my friend. Would anyone like to guess his snap percentage week one? Uh, Since I'm trying to be honest and not look, 45. Week one, it was 65. Would you like to know what it was last week? 42. 40? 41. That was close. Wow. <laughs> Let me read you his snap percentages, starting from week one. 64, 54, 44, 41. Not to mention that uh, their third-round draft pick has a chance to play this week. Uh, there will be three running backs in the backfield against the Tennessee Titans. Um. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. It's disgusting. It's it's pretty gross. Besides week one, he hasn't averaged over four yards a carry. Week two against the sorry Detroit team, he averaged two yards a carry. And week three against the sorry Philadelphia run defense. Their defense is good, but their run defense is bad. 3.17. It's crazy. His highest <laughs> yard carry came against, out of all four matches, the team that allows the least amount of yards. And what makes it worse... It's not just the snap percentages. The points are going down every single yeah. week. 16, yeah. 11, 10, 7. It's also fair to mention, I'm looking at J.D. McKissick's snap percentage right now. Last three weeks, 46%, 53%, 51%. Yep. So they're getting him a lot more involved as well. So I think they're slowly moving away from Gibson, which was the plan originally. They're, prim- the they're priming it for uh, my man to get back. And what really should happen is get McKissick out of there. No disrespect. <laughs> this he get more snaps than uh the Gibby. Listen, I'm not a GM. I'm not a coach. I don't. It, maybe one of y'all agree with me. Maybe nobody agrees with me. What should be happening is get get McKissick out of there. Do what a lot of teams do. Get your one two punch. Like it shouldn't be that hard. Like you have a guy who's a more all around back compared to Robinson, which is Gibson, and a guy who's a not say strictly a pure runner, but his best. Ability is being a down here pure runner. Yeah, not that hard. Like, but when you have McKissick there, you're just. I'm. Not, I hate to say it, it's just like it's a lot going on, especially from a fantasy perspective. It's just too much going on. But if it was just them two, I think I could still be okay with Gibson in some type of world if I knew he was still going to be used, like uh, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon or something like that. Like I would still have some confidence in it. But yeah. Yeah, I'm out on Gibson. Like been out on Gibson, damn it. But uh, definitely not in no more. So yeah, we be in New York. But yeah, mine's a little tricky. Um, so for mine, my sits of the week are going to be the Atlanta running backs, and right now it's between Tyler Algier and Caleb Huntley. Um, 
and I could be wrong about this one because we clearly just went over Mariota's stats and how many, how few pass attempts or how few pass completions um, he's had in the last couple of weeks. So they do seem like they're a really run heavy team. Um, however, in this matchup, um, they're going against um, Tampa Bay. They're a really stout run defense. Um, and I think, like I said, I had Tom Brady as my starter of the week. I think the Bucks are going to come out and put up points against Atlanta. And I feel like they're going to be playing from behind for most of the game. Um, I am curious to see what Atlanta does to respond. Um, if they're just going to continue just running the ball. And in that case, you know, one of these guys may have some upside for a touchdown. Um, but the issue with this situation is that I don't think anybody really knows who it will be. I mean, based on like draft value, it would probably be Tyler Algier as the lead guy. But when Cordell Patterson went down this past week, it seems like they split it 50 50. So, I'm not sure if you want a 50-50 piece of this Atlanta offense going against the Buccaneers this this upcoming week. And I know they're, they're two pretty high, you know, waiver wire targets this week, but I don't know if this is the week to play them. So I'll say sit them. Yeah, it's a, we don't know who it's going to be, and they're playing a good run defense. So unless I, – I don't, I don't even see a situation where you would have to play these guys. Man, yo, I'm rooting for you. This is a side piece, man. I hope I hope you make this a ball game. Listen, I know it hasn't looked good. But for some reason, I, I just love me a good underdog. So Mario, to get it together this week, just do something to make Tom feel uncomfortable back there. I don't know what to say. But no. If it if it was any damn near any other matchup, I might be okay with starting them. I'm just not okay with doing it against this defense. Now, granted, Kyle Edwards just showed you that, but no disrespect to the Chiefs have a way better offensive line than the Atlanta Falcons. I wouldn't play this. Tom's pissed, and it's one of the division matchups. I just think, like, when they know it's at hand, they're not playing around. I personally don't like it, even though – which one was it? It wasn't Huntley. Uh, Aguilar averaged 8.4 yards per carry last week. I just don't think that's sustainable against the Bucks defense, in my personal opinion. So I would be more of a sick candidate like B would. I would just wait to see what they do this weekend. Great, if they have success, then you know moving forward for the next couple of weeks until Cordero comes back that you have somebody you might be able to plug in, I guess is where I'm at with him, personally. I'm going to get into my set of the week. And sorry, Doc's messing up. But my set of the week is Travis Etienne. And Travis Etienne was my in and out question last week. So, yeah, I just don't see how it's getting any better at this point. Not saying James Robinson had a good week either, but at this point, that was James Robinson's first bad week. So I'm not really too worried about it. But for Etienne at this point, but he doesn't score double digits not one not once. At, at this point, he's got it's been seven seven and a half, six point eight, nine points, three point three points. Is there is there? Okay, I'm just gonna ask at this point. Is he almost droppable? He got dropped in one of the leagues I'm in. I think well, he I is. Like, in like another week or two, like if he does this two more weeks in a row, is he droppable? Because he's yes. already already forty. I think he's droppable. I feel like the question is, do you pick him up? If, if you, you saw him, if you believe in back half rookie emergence, then yes. Here's my question: If James Robinson gets hurt, you go. I wish you did. No, I'm not even confident that Etienne's the guy. I'm I, mean, I, I don't care. There's enough free agents that I'm scared. <laughs> I'm serious. They'll go sign Marlon Mack right off now, the 49ers right practice now. squad. Well, it's funny that you said that because the third string running back is Jermichael Hasty. That's a. Hey, 
Pacey looks has looked yeah. good before. Yeah, he asked for the 49ers. I think that would be more of a pure downhill runner and get those more carries than ETM. That's, that's what I just – I wouldn't – I don't think I would pick him up. Yeah, like I said, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I have ETM in the Dynasty, so I'm not really worried. In that aspect is more like no. okay, it's year one. Like, I'm not really, like, the most worried. And I feel like all it takes for a rookie sometimes is it just takes a couple of games to really understand themselves. Like My other concern is this isn't the coach that drafted him. So yeah. – um, that's that's a big thing right there. And it doesn't help that Robinson actually was completely healthy from week one. Like, there was no setback. It was actually just like he was really healthy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, at this point, all signs just don't point towards ETN right now, this purpose being good. And I, I, the problem is the matchup is so good against Houston. If, he's not, if he doesn't do anything this week, I don't know what to tell you. I'm just being for real. Like, not saying Robinson should do – I expect Robinson to have a very good game. But if ETN can't get double digits this week and get in the box something. He's not going to at all. It's been five weeks at this point. Yeah. Because if he ends up lower than where he is at RB40, if he ends up RB45 or 50 next week, you have to drop him at this point and, and redraft anyway. If you had to play, if you had all three of our sits of the week on your team, which one would you play? Out of Antonio Gibson. Gibson. At least he has touchdown upside. Nobody else has touchdown who, upside. Who is Washington? Who is Washington playing? Tennessee. I would. I would say ETN. Jesus, it's ugly. Like I, I, I know why Tilly says like Bibson and I. It's not. Like I don't agree, but it's like I feel like if this, if any week ETN is gonna break out, it's gonna be this week, and that's just my opinion. And maybe it's not a breakout, but. I would play Naeem Hines over all of them. Okay, what I'm saying to y'all right now is touches is not the problem for ETN. He's getting 12 to 15 touches a game. So it's just about a matter of making choice at opportunities is all I'm saying. He just looks like the number two running back in an offense. And he's still getting just as many touches as Gibson. Yeah. No, but I'm That's saying. all I'm saying. I mean, but it's, it's just a matter of who you think is going to do more with those touches. I, I agree with Tilly. Gibson might score. For sure, he has higher touchdown ability. Stubby's gonna fall in the box. I would probably play Gibson, but I'm not confident. Yeah, the sad thing is, the week stinks. I make it even. <laughs> I make it even nastier. If throw Cam Akers in the mix, who would you rather play? Uh, I still would play Gibson. I, wait, who, who, let me see who they playing. They're playing Dallas. I probably still play Gibson over Cam Akers. Yeah, I probably. I was. I would probably start ETN and Gibson over Cam Akers right now. Probably, yeah, right now. All right. So the whole point of what we're saying is sits of the weeks are sloppy. There's a reason we all have them there. If you're stuck in that situation, please trade someone. Pray to God. Show them the option. You're not praying. You're not. I'll pray whatever you believe in because you're not trading them to anybody. I promise you. There's no package where that's going to work. Or you're throwing no, I'm saying if you have them, you're loaded at receiver unless you're just an idiot. To be completely honest with you. Oh, my God. I'm going to go ahead and get into our prices right, prices wrong, questions of the week. Uh, we just go in order, Brandy. You can go order however you did it. Okay, prices right, prices wrong. Melvin Gordon will score more than 12 fantasy points against the Colts this week. It's the moment everybody's been waiting for. It's right. Yeah, let's talk to the new Gordon owner. Go ahead. Yeah, the, Mel- Melvin, the Melvin truther Melvin. for two years. I own Melvin Gordon in every single league I'm in. 
That's sad. Might as well get a jersey. I I owned Melvin Gordon when he was on the Chargers and won a fantasy championship with him on my team. Oh, now he has a special place in your heart, huh? He does. And I knew what I was doing when I picked him up in one league and when I traded for him in another. He's going to rush. He's giving you 75 on the ground and a touchdown. Okay, I like it. 75. And maybe a reception or two. Probably right. Just because I think he'll fall into the box. I it's not it's not because I believe in all these crazy yardage stats. Is I just think he'll score. But I guess Did it's a world seventy yards, I guess. But I don't see that. I guess it's like a fifty, sixty yard night for me, but he's gonna go crazy. The Colts have no confidence right now, is what it feels like. So yeah. And they're at home. So it's not like the Colts can depend on that dome. They're coming. You didn't answer B Wood. Uh, I'll say Price is right. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about going forward, but I know for this week. But I, I'm now we now that I'm thinking about it. Now we talked about it earlier in the, in the show. I'm actually a little worried about Latavius Murray, just a little bit. What do you mean worried? I'm not. I feel like there's going to come a time where like they're splitting work. I'll be like sick. Javante, like Melvin Gordon. I, I, I personally believe if it's not split, not 50-50, you call it whatever you want. Melvin will have the upper hand, I feel. There are going to be some uncomfortable weeks. I'm just going to leave it at that. It could be more of like what you saw last year with Melvin and Javante. Yeah, I think it would be like that. Even Minnesota damn near split some weeks. And Melvin finished top 24. Anyway, I'm going to bring up – I'm re- reusing a question – that I used last week. Okay, okay. And I got some harsh results because I was the only one that said it was right. And I'm just curious. I'm, I'm going to ask another one too, but I'm curious if anyone should change their answer. Jonathan Taylor will finish as a top 10 running back end of season, right or wrong? I said top 12 before I say my answer. Secondly, yes, he will. Stand on your ground. I'll say wrong. Oh, we've got one moved. One moved. Uh, over. Just because he's missing it. He's missing a whole game. Brandon is clickbait. That's fine. Go ahead. Look, you'll join the you'll join us in two weeks when I ask again after he plays. All anyway. right. In all fairness, if he okay, if he's just not playing because he's hurt, okay, and then if that's the reason I have to agree with you, okay, I'll say it. But if we're counting that against me, then fine. My real question. Kyle Pitts. Finish as a top eight tight end. This question is so bad. If he can't do that, he needs to be credited. Okay. This Go look at his finishes. Do you want to know what number he is? Do you want to know what tight end number he is? I think he's 18. I want someone to guess. Wait, I don't know. Up. So I'll guess. Um, so I don't even know what his stat lines, but yeah, probably like no way he's outside. I guess 15. He's tied in 18. He had 3, 3, 11, 3. Oh, my God. I just think it's going to be harder to run on the books. And he might have more success that way. So is it right or wrong? Are you saying for the season? Will he no, finish in the no, top no, eight? Or just this week? This week. I got to say wrong. And is a hemi. Yeah, the injury on top of that. If if it if it was Ritter instead of Mariota, 
I would say the price is right. But with Mariota, I can't say the price is right right now. And it's nothing against Pitts. Well, some of it is against him, but. I'm about to say, you can't even predict how many completions they're going to have. I'm just going to clean sweep it. with. I'm going to have I'm gonna have three rights. I'm going with right with this one. I'm going to have right on the next one, too. Yes, yes, you will. Well, getting into my question, I'll introduce myself. My price is right or wrong question of the week is, will Jerry Gall finish as a top eight QB rest of season? I guess I'll answer my own question. The price is right, but it's barely right. Dude, they're the highest scoring offense in the NFL. That's right. <sighs> Top eight. I'm looking at the guys behind him. So, Kyler Murray's behind him, Justin Herbert. What is he at right now? Five. He's at five. Burrow's behind him. Burrow's not going to finish above him. Russell Wilson's behind him. Trevor Lawrence was behind him. Tom Brady's behind him. Kirk Bro, Cousins. No. Eight. Lock but, it up. Lock it up. Eight. Oh, it's so hard. But I guess you got it. Yeah. I'll, you say yes. I'll say Price is right. Yeah. <laughs> I actually believe, like, I actually watch their games and, like, they actually do score. Like, it just if, you think, they... if you if you think that's gross, you want to know who QB nine is right now? Who is it? Uh, it's probably somebody like. Is it Gino? It's Gino. Yeah, I, I knew Gino was somewhere around there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Will he be? Will he be top twelve? Bro, he had 32 points last week and only threw the ball 23 or 30 times. Oh, the price is wrong. He will not be no top 12. I heard Gino is actually leading the league in a pass completion percentage. I believe it. 23 that was for that 30, I heard 32 for 44, 24 for 30, 23 for 28. Yeah, that's efficient as hell. Like, oh, he, my threw God. For, he threw for 300 in back-to-back games. Am I on the Gino bandwagon? He's better than Russ. <laughs> Don't start, please. He has three two-touchdown games. He also got loose with 49 rushing yards last week. So, G- so Gino Smith finishing higher than Russ. Should I stream Gino this week? Shoot. Might as well. Might as well. <laughs> who, who are you playing? <laughs> <Good moments>. Hey. <laughs> hey. Oh. Honestly, I just want any piece of that offense. All they do is score. Stats don't lie. Think about it. They had the number one QB and I think the number two RB last week because Gino was number one QB. And I think that. Oh my God. Rashad Penny was the number two RB. <laughs> and my boy, Will Disney, also got some points. I think he scored a touchdown again. Will Disley, been, yeah, I'm about to say he's been scoring touchdowns this year. You got like three touchdowns or something. Before we move on, I just have a question this week. Will Disley or Kyle Pitts? Shoot. Disley well, Disley has... might be leading them in, in touchdowns. He might be leading the team in touchdowns. Disley had 12, <laughs> 1, 11, and 12. The thing is, he's going to catch like three passes. No, <laughs> no, literally. Literally, listen to his game logs. Three receptions, two receptions, three receptions, four receptions. <laughs> He's Robert. He's Robert Tanyan from two years ago. You got to start Kyle Pitts over him, but shoot, I wouldn't be surprised if Will Disley finished above him. That's all I'm gonna say. I wouldn't be surprised. No, let me let me stay on my Seahawks. My lock bet of the week is the Seahawks plus five. 
You heard it here first against the Saints. Seahawks plus five. Lock it up. Okay. Okay. You're a fan. Frank on the money line? Huh? Frank on the money line? I'm not sprinkling the money line. Sprinkle mm. the money line if your balls are about it. Drop your Wait, balls. Where is it? If it's in Seattle, I might. And then my other one, this is my this is this one I like more. I decided to give two. Give people what they want. Cause you know I'm hot off off of last week. The game that I uh, gave is the lock bet and didn't bet it and it hit. Um <clears throat> that should be law. We all have to bet. I agree. Game. I agree. Or it's not. Uh, <laughs> Sam- <laughs> San Francisco minus six and a half against the Panthers. They I should, like that. They might win thirteen to zero. To be completely honest with you, but the Panthers are horrible. The Forty Niners, the Forty Niners defense is disgusting. It looked like their offense finally started to click last week too. Give me Devo. No, stay away from me. Get out my inbox. <laughs> but I'll keep riding with my Bucks. I feel like I've been talking about them this entire episode, but my lock bet is the Bucks minus eight and a half over. A lot Atlanta. of points, buddy. It is a lot of points. And I feel like a lot of that is going to be dependent on, like I said, if Tom Brady's healthy, if Godwin is healthy. But if they're healthy and they're good to go, I think this is one of those games where they're mm-hmm. due for they do for one of those games where they kind of blow a team out. And I think Atlanta, they just lost their best player, literally, Cordell Patterson. I um, think they got some things to figure out on offense. They got a lot of things to figure out on offense. I think they won't be able to, to score enough. And hopefully the Bucks' offense looks like it did last week. Um, and Brady's able to put up yards again. So I'm going to go with them. He's able to show face, that's your luck. <laughs> I I put bread on it. I, I put a five dollars down on that. Five dollars. That's what, what we're doing. What are we doing with that? <laughs> you said we had to put money down on our uh, on our Joe, lobby. man. Everyone's got different units. <laughs> I'm be respectful. He's out the pot if his unit is five. Listen, that's half. That's half of mine. <laughs> to each your own. Yeah, that man. That's between y'all and y'all own units. I ain't about to get started on that. But um. I do believe the Bucks should cover. And just to be clear, let me also say this. I've been meaning to say this all year. These lines that we say the numbers at, that's means when, that means when we were researching, that is the number we called it at. Does not mean yeah. the number is going to be at when you get it. And that doesn't mean that's what exactly I'm going to take. Exactly. Always always yeah. tease if you're putting in a parlay. Like we just try not to do the tease thing because we're just trying to give you guys straight options of the actual spreads. But if it were up to us, we probably would tease most of our lock bets, to be honest with you. But at that point, it's hard to single play if you tease it. That's why we don't. Yeah. Do. So, yes, the Bucks should be able to win, man. They at home, even if Chris Godwin doesn't play. I just think it's one of those games. The defense comes out strong, and Brady actually doesn't have to throw fifty times. I think he can keep it to he like. Doesn't. I think he can keep it to like 35, 30, yeah, thirty-five, and kind of still win the game. Um, because I don't think people are talking about it enough. Everybody want to talk about Leonard Fournette. You know, had that terrible game last week. Are we gonna talk about? I mean, not saying it was a lot, but. The backup Rashad White, I mean, he had the same amount of carries as Fournette, and he had five carries for 50 yards, you know, just something to throw out there, you know, for fantasy purposes. I keep telling y'all, everybody in your league is going to ask for Rashad White if Leonard Fournette gets hurt. Like, he's not being valued properly. I'm just going to keep saying if you have space for a handcuff. I'm going to get into my lot better of the week. And maybe I'm tripping. <clears throat> Give me Kirk Cousins at 1 o'clock every week. 
I don't know about the 425, or <laughs> but if he's playing at 1 o'clock, I'm cool with no. that. Yes. Perfect. Yes. He played damn good at 930 and 1 o'clock this whole year. Tell me I'm wrong. I about to say, I feel like he always gets off the slow starts. He, and played, everybody... he played good for one quarter last week. That's what he does, though. He comes around that second half, man, starts airing it out. They went London. Give him a break. Listen, anyhow, um, my lot better the week. I don't care who in here disagrees. The Vikings, I had the Vikings at seven points spread, negative seven, versus the Chicago Bears. Man, the Bears are – I'm not going to cuss here as much. The Bears are terrible. I'll just leave it at that. I don't know what else to tell me. So, is anybody in here really, really would take the Bears plus seven right now? So, yeah. everybody bring Minnesota minus seven. The Bears, can, Bears can't score touchdowns unless it's giving a running back 30 carries. I don't see the Bears scoring more than 12 do. points. Unless there's some major meltdown, they're not stopping that offense. I'm, I'm just being straight up with y'all. Like, they may limit them a couple of positions, but they're not stopping that offense. Like I said, Kirk at one o'clock. I don't bet on him at prom time, but one o'clock, I'm okay with it. It's a divisional matchup, so of course that might heighten the things a little bit. The Bears have the worst offensive football. I'm not just gonna be honest. I don't know what to say other than that. So uh yeah, those are all our lot bits of the week. Hopefully you guys win some money this week. Uh Tilly gave you two. I don't really have an honorable mention bet, so we'll wrap it up with that. Thank you guys as always for tuning in. Uh, me and the fellas appreciate it as always. We will continue to keep putting out new content for you guys, try to create new segments, things of that sort. Um, you can follow us on all social media at Podcast EGS. And if you could share that with, you know, just even one person, we really appreciate it. You can listen to all our episodes and our link in our bios and social media. And we will see you guys next time. Thank you.